work it out. Okay, uh, let's pick up where we left off here. We were at Exodus chapter 20 there at Mount Sinai here, and I backed up to 20. We're going to be in 21, but uh, I just wanted to... Uh, uh, yeah, so the, the place is on fire. Everybody's shaking because... So notice what it says in verse 20. Uh, they said to Moses, 19... Uh, you tell us what God says and we will obey. Don't let God speak directly to us or it'll kill us. Now, why was that? Remember, this place is on fire. And this is in the book of, of Hebrews chapter chapter 12. All the people saw the lightning and the smoke. It's never happened. This is just fairy tales. No, it's not. Billowing from the mountain, they heard the thunder and the long, frightening trumpet blast. And they stood at a distance, shaking with fear. It's the same thing as Noah's flood. Man, Noah's flood hit and there wasn't but eight souls saved. That ark saved him. Let's go over and look at this in the book of Hebrews. He just says it off the cuff like, oh, everybody knows this happened. Um, so he's wrapping up the book of Hebrews and Paul probably wrote this. We don't know. But anyway, uh, try to stay away from all quarrels. Seek to live a life clean and holy for the one who is for the one who is not holy will not see the Lord. Look after each other so that not one of you will fail to find God's best blessings. Wait a minute. Well, praise God. Well, yeah, we got them. Watch out that no bitterness takes root of you, for as it springs up and causes deep trouble, hurting many in their spiritual lives. So you can see what he's talking about here. Watch out that no one gets involved in some sexual sin, becomes careless about God as Esau did. Uh, and trading Esau, he just authenticated that they believe the book of Genesis. Are you kidding? It's history. He traded his rights as the oldest son for a single meal. Remember that, that incident, Esau and, and Jacob? Afterward, when he wanted to try it, to, look where we're getting to. Afterward, when he wanted to try to get those rights back, it was too late. Even though he wept bitterly, tears of repentance. So remember, be careful. <gasps> now look at this, deep breath. You've not had to stand face to face. That's what we're looking at. With terror, flaming fire, gloom, darkness, and a terrible storm as the Israelites did. It just didn't happen. It did too. And when God gave them his laws, first off, you could just in your own mind just think, what's a Jew? I think Hitler killed a bunch of them. Yes, he did. Where'd those guys come from? Well, I think there was a little story a long time ago. The Christians and the Jews. Yeah, you're getting close. Keep going. Well, I think there was some Israelites. There was? Yeah. This is what happened. The Israelites didn't even become Israelites until God got them out of Egypt. I mean, they did, but they didn't become a nation. It was Abraham's kids. Anyway, for there was an awesome trumpet blast. We just read that. It was a ram's horn. And a voice with a message so terrible, the people begged God to stop speaking. That had to be some mega loud stuff. Whoa. They staggered back under God's command that if even an animal touched the mountain, it must die. Moses himself, now we know who Moses is. Look at this guy. He was so frightened at the sight that he shook with fear. But look at this. But you have come right up to Mount Zion. Well, I'm not in the Holy Land. Wait a minute. It's, that's just a copy of the real one. To the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem. Now, remember the book of Revelation, the heavenly Jerusalem, 1,500 miles high, 1,500 miles wide, is coming down to this earth. What a city, 1,500 miles high. And look at this. And to a gathering of countless happy angels. You know that we just saw that video. When the first time I saw that, I just thought, you know, I know those guys are real singers and stuff, but 
they're not much less different than real angels. Half of them probably could have been angels. And they're trying to help us worship the Lord, you know, holy, holy, holy. Oh, mercy. Anyway, and to the church, look at this, composed of those registered in heaven. That's you and I, Lamb's Book of Life. Look at this. And to God, who is the judge of all, and to the spirits of the redeemed in heaven. That's where we're going. Your mamas and daddies and friends are already there. Look at that. Already made perfect. That's because of Jesus. And to Jesus himself, who has brought us this wonderful new agreement. Yeah, it's like I'm having to deal with wheels and stuff this summer. Stepmother passed away. Had to dig in there and find out what's going on. It, that's what this is. And to the sprinkling, into the sprinkled blood, which graciously forgives instead of crying out for vengeance as the blood of Abel did. King James Version says, speaks better things than that of Abel. And that's what he's talking about here. Nothing wrong with Abel, but Abel got killed by his brother. So, see to it that you obey him who's speaking to you. For if the people of Israel, they did not escape when they refused to listen to Moses, the earthly messenger. How terrible our danger uh, will be today if we, if we refuse to listen to God who speaks to us from heaven. And when he spoke from Mount, Zion, Mount Sinai, look at this, his voice shook the earth. Oh, but he says, next time, what's going to happen? I will not only shake the earth, but the heavens too. By this he meant he'll sift out everything without solid foundation so that only unshakable things will be left. Look at this. Since we have a kingdom, nothing can destroy. Remember, Jesus kept talking about the kingdom of God. You know, they were waiting for some earthly one, but it didn't happen. He said, I'll give you the keys of the kingdom. Wow, praise the Lord. That's the reason we got this favor. Anyway, let us please God by serving him with thankful hearts and with a holy fear. No wonder he says, our God is a consuming fire. Okay, go back over here and let's see that again in Exodus. We're at, uh, that was 20. Let's get down toward the end of that. Uh, So let's see. No, it's not 20. Uh, Back up. No, it was. Hang on. It was 19. The latter part of 19. So, uh, well, I just want to point that out again. Look at this. On the morning of the third day, it was a terrific thunder, lightning storm, huge huge, huge cloud came down. Verse 16 of 19. Anyway, so look at verse 18. The whole mountain shook with a violent earthquake. The trumpet grew louder and louder. Oh, my goodness. So, anyway, and then the Lord came down upon Mount Sinai and called Moses to the top of the mountain. Moses ascended. Uh, okay, and the Lord said, hey, don't let these guys come up here. Oh, okay, yeah, we got to 20, excuse me. And then 20, let's jump ahead a little bit. He's giving them the Ten Commandments. See, that's what it is. Uh, oh, and anyway, uh, remember the Sabbath and all this kind of stuff. He's saying this thing, and this is a, uh, don't murder, don't commit adultery, don't steal, don't lie. Uh, all the people saw the lightning and the smoke and the billowing from the, from the mountain, heard the thunder and the long frightening blast, and they stood at a distance shaking with fear. Remember, Moses was shaking too. They said to Moses, you tell us what God says and we'll obey. <laughs> Don't let God speak to us. They thought he was going to kill them. And notice what he says, Don't be afraid, Moses told them, for God has come in this way to show you his awesome power so that from now on you'll be afraid to sin against him. Just, just fear the Lord. Okay. As the people stood in the distance, Moses entered into the deep darkness where God was. So now he's disappeared up there. And the Lord told Moses to be a spokesman of the people of Israel. You are witnesses to the fact that I have made known my will to you from heaven. Remember, you must not make or worship idols of silver or gold or anything else. Okay. I mean, why would you? He's God. The altars you made, we've read this. Okay. Now, so he, this is all still one piece together. Uh, 
let me get down here to it. We were still, the mouse jumped. Okay, so uh, he's, he's up there still. And so this is what he, this is where he, he's, he's given, this doesn't last long. It's, it's really short. He says, here's the laws, uh, other laws you must obey. If you buy a Hebrew slave, he'll serve you six years and be free the seventh. And you need to pay nothing for his freedom. If he sold himself as a slave before he married, then if he married afterward, only he shall be afraid. I mean, only he shall be freed. But if he was married uh, before he became a slave, then his wife shall be freed from him at the same time. Now, whoa, whoa, hold on a minute. Oh, but hang on. But if his master gave him a wife while he was a slave and they have sons and daughters and the wife and children shall still belong to, oh, wait a minute, I'm a Baptist, buddy. I'm a Baptist. Boy, you married, you stuck with that woman, you know. Yeah, that, that's in God's eyes, man. The whole Bible is not about a divorce. Look what the law says right here. This guy was a slave. His master gave him a wife. And this guy gets to go free. He shall go himself free. Uh, and he shall go out himself. But if the man shall plainly declare, which he probably would if he, if he was in love with her, I prefer my master, my wife, my children. I'd rather not go free. Well, see, he is a Baptist right there. I mean, all of us, Methodists, whoever we are, we stick together because we love each other. We're not putting on a show, you know. You love each other, and you can't pay somebody enough to love them. You know, just going around saying, we've been married 85 years, and you won't even sit with them. You're just bragging about it, you know. Have no relationship. It's, it's just, it's all about the marriage. And, and, and I'll speak about the Baptist. My, my granddaddy was one of them. My granddaddy treated this way. I, my granddaddy was like, I never took a drop, drop of liquor. Liquor, yeah, sure, it's, it's hurt some people, whatever, and whatever, and can be a problem, but just to say you never took a drop of liquor, it's just arrogance, and that's what Paul wrote in the book of 1 Corinthians. It puffs you up, makes you proud. And it's, it's not those things that get you to heaven, praise the Lord. I'll let, you know, let Jeannie uh, Robertson, I was saying, a real funny comedian, you know, she's always talking about the Baptist Methodists, and they had to go on this uh, Whitewater River thing, you know, and... Uh, and they were, and she couldn't believe she did it. Her husband was like, what did you do this to me for, you know? Well, the guy had come in there, Sparky. He said, and he said, we are going to go over the next set of rapids and you will drop 20 feet. And he says, hold on to the ropes beside you and try to stay in the raft. If not, we'll pick you up in the water downrange. You know, and she's terrified, you know, whatever. Anyway, so she's sitting with her. She said her new best friend was sitting next to her, you know, just meet him, you know, whatever. And, uh, and anyway, and so they fell. And she's telling her husband, she's catching her breath. She's, are you all right? She's crying. He goes, I'm alive. And she goes, okay. And she tells her new best friend, she says, are you okay? And she says, you're not a Baptist, are you? <laughs> She must have rolled out some cuss words. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But it's not about that. Do you see that? Why didn't they take the term time here and say, well, no, wait a minute now, especially this slave stuff. Anyway, so here we go. So, but if he wants to stay with his wife, then his master shall bring him before the judges and shall publicly bore his ear with an awl, and after that he'll be a slave forever. Okay. Notice this, if a man sells his daughter as a slave, she shall not be freed at the end of six years as the men are. Well, gee, the women didn't get such a deal. Okay. If she does not please the men, but she actually does, watch this. Uh, if she, uh, now he's talking about a Jew here, in other words, an Israelite. Yeah, he's not talking about the world, okay? And he, he points that out every time. It's the Israelites or a foreigner. If she does not please the man who bought her, then he shall let her be bought back again. But he has no power to sell her to foreigners. See, there's your foreigners. Since he has wronged her by no longer wanting her after marrying her. Now, wait just a minute. We ought to get this guy killed. He's, he just committed a divorce right here. Look at that. 
And if he arranges an engagement between a Hebrew slave and his son, he may no longer treat her as a slave girl, but must treat her as a daughter. Oh, okay. If he marries her and takes her another wife, he must not reduce her food or clothing or fail to sleep with her as his wife. If he fails in any way, three, these, these three things, then she may leave freely without any payment. See, these are good things to know. You know, remember, this is all of Atlanta at once. These are the rules. Okay. Anyone who hits a man hard enough, no, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, that's, tooth for tooth, that's what it's coming from. So hard that he dies, he shall surely be put to death. But if it's an accident, an act of God, not intentional, then, notice what he says, I will appoint a place where he can run and get protection. Well, that's what they did. They had uh, cities of protection. Joshua set those up. However, if a man deliberately attacks another intending to kill him and drag him even from my altar, no, drag him even from my altar and kill him. Anyone who strikes his father and mother shall surely be put to death. A kidnapper must be killed, whether he's caught in possession of his victim or already sold him as a slave. Anyone who reviles, curses his mother or father shall surely be put to death. If two men are fighting and one hits the other with a stone or his fist and injures him so that he may be confined to his bed but doesn't die, if later he's able to walk again, even with a limp, the man who hit him, well, what do you think you got? Well, you got to pay restitution. The innocent, uh, except he must pay the loss of his time until he's thoroughly healed and pay any medical expenses. Ah, good deal. If a man beats his slave to death, whether the slave is male or female, that man shall surely be punished. However, if the slave doesn't die for a couple of days, then the man shall not be punished, for the slave is his property. Wow. If two men are fighting, and in the process they hurt a pregnant woman so that she has a miscarriage, but she lives, then the man who injured her shall be fined whatever amount the woman's husband shall demand, as the judge approve. And if any harm comes to the woman and she dies, she shall be, he shall be executed. If he her eye is injured, injure his. If her tooth is knocked out, knock his out. And so on. Hand for hand, foot for foot, burn for burn, wound for wound, lash for lash. If a man hits a slave in the eye, whether man or woman, and the eye is blinded, the slave shall go free because of the eye. And if a master knocks out his slave's tooth, he shall let him go free to pay for the tooth. If an ox gores, you know where this comes from. You got a dog that bites somebody, uh-oh, mm. If, a gore, if an ox gores a man and to, a woman to death, the ox shall be stoned, his flesh not eaten, but the owner shall not be held uh, unless the ox was known to gore people in the past. And if the owner had been notified, still the ox was not kept under control. In that case, if it kills someone, the ox shall be stoned and the owner is going to bite the dust. Okay. But the dead man's relative may accept a fine instead if they wish. The judges will determine an amount. Same law goes for an ox that gores a boy or a girl. But if an ox gores a slave, whether male or female, the slave's master shall give 30 pieces of silver and the ox shall not be stoned. If a man digs a well, doesn't cover it. Okay, somebody's going to fall into it. Okay, the ox or donkey falls into it. The owner of the well shall pay full damages to the owner of the animal and the dead animal. Here we go. Where did we go? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I lost my spot there. There we go. Yeah. The owner of the well shall pay full damages to the owner of the animal, and the dead animal shall belong to him. Now, I guess so. It's in your well. Okay. If a man's ox injures another and it dies, then the two owners shall sell the live ox, divide the price between them. See, it just makes sense, you know. Well, there's no law here. Yeah, we got some laws now. Okay. Each shall own half of the dead ox. But if the ox was known from the past to gore, and its owner had not kept him under control, then there will be a division of the income, and the owner of the living ox shall pay him full for the dead ox, and the dead one shall be his. Okay, all right. I'm leading up to, because what's happened, he, Moses is getting these instructions. He's writing these down. He could have got them pretty quick. One, one but two chapters or something like this. He writes these down, and then God says, okay, go down, I want you to bring up the 70 elders. Okay, so he's going to bring 70 elders, and they're going to have dinner. And these guys actually get to see God. Okay. If a man steals an ox or sheep, then kills, sells or, kills or sells it, he's got to pay a fine five to one. 
Five oxen shall be returned for each stolen ox. For sheep, the fine will be four to one. Four sheep returned for each uh, sheep stolen. If a, thief is, if a thief is caught in the act, breaking into a house and is killed, the one who killed him is, uh, is not guilty. But if it happens in the daytime, it must be presumed to be murder, and the man who kills him is guilty. Okay. If a thief is captured, he must make full restitution. If he can't, he's got to be sold as a slave for his debt. If he's caught in the act of stealing a live ox or donkey or sheep, whatever it is, he shall pay double value as his fine. If someone deliberately lets his animal loose and it gets in another man's vineyard, well, what do you think is going to happen? Well, you've got to take care of his loss of his crops. And it turns into another man's field to graze. He must pay for all damages by giving the owner of the field and vineyard an equal amount of his best crop. Okay, if the field is burned off and a fire gets out of control, see, same thing, just covering these things, goes into another field so that the shocks of grain, standing grain, are destroyed. The one who started the fire, they got to make restitution. If someone gives money or goods to anyone to keep for him and it's stolen, the thief shall pay double if he's found. But if there's no thief found, then the man to whom, so in other words, you loan something to, you know, Laura. Laura's going to keep it for you, but all of a sudden, Laura can't find it or whatever. Okay, listen. <laughs> the valuables were entrusted shall be brought before God to determine whether or not he himself has stolen his neighbor's property. Yeah, that'll be the day. I mean, there's no such thing as God. They're just making this up. Oh, let me hear from the Lord. You know, No, nah, the Lord would tell them. That stuff is true. I mean, if that mountain was on fire, <laughs> and it's still on fire now, apparently God's going to get involved here. In every case uh, in which an ox, donkey, sheep, clothing, or anything else was lost, the owner believes he has found it in the possession of someone else who denies it. Both parties shall, uh, both parties to the dispute shall come before God for decision. <laughs> I mean, man, boy, you're going to find out the truth here. Yeah, you would. And the one whom God declares guilty shall pay double to the other. If a man asks his neighbor to keep a donkey or ox, sheep, or any other animal, and it dies, gets hurt, and get, uh, or gets away, and there were no eyewitnesses to report what happened, then the neighbor must take an oath that it has not been stolen. And the owner must accept his word, and no restitution shall be made for it. But if the animal or property has been stolen, the neighbor caring for it must repay the owner. If it was attacked by some wild animal, and he shall bring the torn carcass to confirm the fact, and shall not be he shall not be <coughs> required to make restitution. If an animal bar if a man borrows an animal, so here we go. I, I just want to read through it anyway. But and the owner's not there at the time, uh, then the man who borrowed it must pay uh, for it. But if the owner is there, he need not pay. If it was rented, he need not pay because the possibility was included with the original rental fee. Now, uh, if a man seduces a girl who is not engaged to anyone, sleeps with her, he must pay with the usual dowry and accept her as his wife. Okay. But if her father utterly refuses to let him marry, well, wait a minute, man, you got to. No. He's just got to pay the money anyway. I tell you, we, a lot of these things we just trip over because we just think... All of heaven's about this. A sorceress shall be put to death, or a witch, shall we say. Anyone having sexual relationship with an animal shall be executed. Anyone sacrifices to any other god, then Jehovah shall be executed. Wow, pretty serious. Don't oppress a stranger in any way. Remember, you were foreigners in the land of Egypt, which never happened. Are you kidding me? It's only been two months. <laughs> it did happen. It's going to be hard to say it didn't happen with a blazing mountain right here. You, you know Moses wasn't say it didn't happen. Because Moses was saying, well, two months ago, I was looking at the burning bush. <laughs> now we got a burning mountain, same place. You must not exploit widows or orphans. If you do it anyway and they cry to me for help, I'll surely give it. Now, hold up just a second. Look at your prayers right here. Boy, if you cry to the Lord for help, yeah, he's going to help you. And my anger shall flame out against you and will kill you with enemies. Oh, my goodness. So we, we treat elderly people with respect and try to, you know, try to help people. Oh, I'll kill you with enemy armies. And look at this. So that your wives will be widows and your, and your children fatherless. Oh, 
If you lend money to a needy fellow Hebrew, you are not to handle the transaction in, in, in an ordinary way with interest. Look at that. Isn't that amazing? Just because you're a Hebrew, or you could say a child of God. If you take his clothing as a pledge of repayment, you must let him have it back at nighttime, for it's probably his only warmth. How can he sleep without it? If you don't return it, and he, here we go, he cries to me for help. I will hear and be very gracious to him at your expense, for I am very compassionate. Look at that. You'll not blaspheme God, nor curse government officials. Your judges are rulers. You must be prompt in giving me the tithe of your crops and wine and redemption payments for your oldest son. Remember that payment for your son was like 20 bucks. And the reason for that was it reminded them of that night when the death angel came and killed the firstborn. God said, from now on, all your firstborn are mine. But you can give me $20, whatever it was, and you buy them back. And your son's going to say, Daddy, what are you doing? And you would remind your son, long time ago, we used to live in Egypt. Yeah. King Tut, whatever, all that stuff. We're not out there anymore. And then he'd tell, them, tell that story. As to the firstborn of the oxen and sheep, give it to me on the eighth day. So remember, the Lord was reminding them the whole time the firstborn of everything came in there. Oh, after leaving it with his mother seven days. And since you are holy, my special people, think about that. Don't eat any animal that's been attacked and killed by wild animals. Leave it for the dogs to eat. Okay. Don't pass along untrue reports. And I want to speed through this because it, it's, it's, it, I just want you to see it's not... Keep away from falsely charging anyone. Look at, take no bribes. Look at that. Don't oppress foreigners. Sow and reap your crops for six years. In other words, leave it the seventh year. Verse 12, work six days, about the Sabbath again. Obey all my rules. There's three religious pilgrimages you must make. Unleavened bread, we've covered this before. Uh, anyway, and he said the reason is uh, do it in March because that's when you left. Look at that, the month you left Egypt. Bring me a sacrifice. Then there's a harvest one. Oh, uh, skipping down through. Let's see. Oh, uh, let's pick up verse 20. Okay, because he's, he's fixed to tell Moses to go back down the mountain. I see I'm sending an angel before you to lead you safely to the land I prepare for you. Look at that song we just sang. I'll go before you. Mercy. So if you're reading this, you're thinking, well, Lord, that's pretty cool. You got an angel. You have angels going before you too. Just... Don't ask people about angels. Ask the Lord to read the Bible. Find out what the Bible says about angels. You'll find out that Matthew chapter 20, the Lord says their angels always looking into the face of the Father. Talking about kids. But we're kids too. So and he, Jesus said they're angels. Because the story was Jesus took a child and he's talking about offending people or whatever. And he says, anyone that offends these little guys, you know, let me tell you, their angels are always looking into the face of the heavenly Father. In other words, you need anything for Richard today? You know, I'm, I'm watching. He, they don't ever take their eyes off of, off of the Lord. Pretty awesome. Anyway, I'm sending an angel before you to lead you safely to the land. That means protection. So every one of us, when we leave today, don't worry about your brakes messing up or intersection. God has gone before. When you come through that intersection, it's just like chariots of fire going with you. Amen. The Lord is right there. Golly, Bob. Man, that's amazing. Reverence him. Obey all his instructions. Don't rebel against him. He'll not pardon your transgressions. He's talking about his angel. He's a representative of mine, bears my name. Okay. But if you are careful to obey and follow all my instructions, then I'll be an enemy to your enemies. For my angel, look at this, shall bring you before into the land of the Amorites. I mean, this was going to happen. Now they blew it and said, we can't go in there. This huge angel, you know, whether you could see him or not, was going to take care of the whole place. The Amorites, Hittites, Perizzites, Canaanites, Hivites, Jebusites. Uh, to live there. Man. 
Anyway, and I'll destroy those people for you. And so he says, don't worship the other gods of these nations, nor sacrifice in any way. You must not follow their evil example of these heathen people. You must utterly conquer them, break down their shameful idols. Look at 25. That's the reason I was trying to get through to this right here. We're going to stop. You'll serve the Lord your God only. Well, what good's that going to go? I will bless you with food. I mean, have you ever missed a meal since you came to Jesus? I mean, really? I'll bless you with food and with water, and I will take away sickness from among you. It's, man, praise God. That's why you don't want to ask any questions about somebody saying, uh, is, is that true? Uh, the mountain's on fire. Moses, is, <laughs> he's like in a heat shield. I don't know what's going on. He went up into that billowing. He's up there in it. And that's when he heard this. And Moses lived to be 120. And matter of fact, when his sister, what's her name, Miriam, and she made a boo-boo. She got mad at Moses. So did Aaron. And remember what happened to her just... Not even a couple months from now, this time, she turned into a leper. And remember what Moses said God, heal her now. Oh, wait a minute. Maybe Moses doesn't know that God doesn't have that kind of ability. Are you kidding? Think of it. God told, remember what God told Moses? Stick your hand in here. He stuck his hand in here, pulled it out. Ah, it's leprous. He said, Stick it back. He brought it back, and it was plain, it was normal. Whoa. I think it's, it's so wonderful to be a believer instead of going, well, I just don't know. There's, if you just read the Bible, it's just, it's hard not to believe this stuff happened. Mm, it's just so over the top. I mean, it's, it's so over the top, but yet there's so much, in my mind, there's so much evidence that there's no way this could not have happened. Okay, you'll serve the Lord your God only. Then I will bless you with food and water. Praise the Lord. I'll take away sickness from among you. Oh my goodness, there'll be no miscarriages nor barrenness throughout your land and you'll live out the full quota of your days. Oh, praise the Lord. But if you want to study about cancer and what happens to you at this time of your life, oh, help yourself. You're just missing it. There were old people and young people in this whole crowd. Here we go. The terror of the Lord shall fall upon all the people uh, whose land you invade. They'll flee before you. Yeah. And I'll send, look at this. The bees are not for you. I'll send hornets to drive out the Hivites, Canaanites, and the Hittites from before you. I will not do it in one year. Now, look, this, is, this is cool. I'll not do it all in one year for the land will become wilderness and the wild animals will become too many to control. But I'll drive them out a little by little until your population, wow, isn't that great? has increased enough to fill the land. And I'll set you, I'll set your enlarged boundaries from the Red Sea to the Philistine coast and from the deserts as far as Euphrates River. That's a whole chunk of land. And I'll defeat your enemies now living in the land and will drive them out ahead of you. You shall not, look what he's really after here. Don't make any covenant with them nor have anything to do with their gods. Don't let them live among you for if, yeah, for I know they will infect you with their sin of worshiping false gods and that would be an utter disaster to you. Next chapter, we won't get it, but anyway, nonetheless, here's where they're called. He said, he said he's telling them, hey, now come up here with Aaron and Aaron's two sons and the 70, Israels, 70 Israelites. 
elders, whatever. And they came up, man, they had a dinner. They actually saw God. Oh, mercy. Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you, Lord, for oh, letting us see that, uh, oh, that oh, blessing song, Lord. Praise the Lord. We know you go before us and you go behind us and you're for us. Hallelujah. And Father, we just saw right here that says you'll take sickness out from the midst of us. So, Lord, if we're not feeling good today, we just think you'll take care of that. Yeah, you created us. You know how to fix it. Thank you. Whatever's wrong with any of us. And same thing's true financially. You'll take care of us financially. We're not worried about nothing. No, in Jesus' name, you provide. And Lord, if it's something great, big, small, whatever, just help us today. Today's another day, and we're going to rejoice and be glad in it. We just thank you for it. And Lord, it doesn't leave anything left for, for us to tell other people that why we got so blessed, and it's because of you, as we tell them about Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Praise the Lord. Well, good deal.